Welcome back, all you Hotspur listeners. Season 1, episode 23 of To Dare Is To Do podcast. I'm your host, Austin, along with my fellow co-hosts, Alejandro and Nate. Nate, how are you doing this evening? What's happening, guys? It's been a while. Uh, it's good to hear your voices. Uh, just uh, ready to get back in the saddle for a minute and to discuss a few topics. Absolutely. Alejandro, how are you doing this summer, my man? Ah, very busy, very busy, but keeping track with all this Spurs news and uh, a bit worried. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of us are, uh, you know, over in Hotspur land are a little nervous about the comings and the goings uh, more often than not of this club in the last few weeks. And um, it's 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 full swing, uh, silly season at the moment. Obviously, a lot of transfer talk. A lot of just really crazy rumors more than anything of who may be coming into the club and who, you know, unfortunately has just recently left the club. I think that's probably the best way to start this podcast this evening. Um, almost feel like you're talking about someone who, you know, like a loved one that you might have lost. Um, and in this case, it was Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker for this club has been a true servant and a very good player for us for a very long time. Very sad to see him go to Man City, but it felt like we could all kind of see the writing on the wall with this one. It seemed to me like last season he didn't have the best run of form in those last few games. Um, almost the last two months, it kind of seemed like he would show up and play very well, and then he would have a very kind of off game. I remember in particular the game against Crystal Palace on the road was uh, a very poor game for him, which um, ultimately I think was the downfall for him in a couple of other games. He also did not start in the game against Chelsea in the FA Cup final. So I think that had a lot to do with it. I don't know if there was any animosity between him and, and Pochettino towards the end of the season, but it sure did seem like they weren't on the same page. And maybe that was because of Kyle Walker's fitness or because of the fact that he just didn't have enough weapons in the arsenal or possibly if Kieran Trippier was just really playing out of his mind and it was hard to sit that guy. I want to shoot it over first to Nate and kind of get your thoughts on the Kyle Walker um, uh, uh, sale and, and, and what do you maybe see moving forward for us in that spot? Do you feel like we need to upgrade now? Do you feel like we have enough with Kieran and Kyle Walker Peters? What do you see moving forward and, and, and what do you think about Kyle Walker, Nate? I think uh, 50 million is uh, a very respectable number to receive for him. I think uh, I don't think Trippier is a Kyle Walker's. Uh, I, I, I think he's like a, a smaller version that's, that might be a little bit quicker. Obviously not as strong. He'll be able to fit in. Uh, I, I'm I'm not concerned about it. But when you have two of them, it's different. Now we just have Trippier, and so. I know we have Walker Peters, and that's fine, but, you know, there's nothing there saying he can play with the big boys yet. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I guess we're going to roll with it with the right back position. Um, seeing Walker go, we we talked about this since, I guess, like April. It, the rumor came up or some shit, and um, it's a hell of a long time to have to sit and assume that your player is leaving. Uh, and then uh, – you know, the number 50 million came up and it's just sat there for a long time. So it's almost like we, we knew it was going to happen. Um, uh, some of us have different feeling, feelings about it than others. Some call him a snake. 
some or others like congratulations to him for getting his money and, and taking off. Who can blame him? I'm a little bit of, a, of both. I, I don't know what to think of this guy. Some of me thinks, yeah, who wouldn't take someone who, who doubled your salary and say, yeah, of course I'm going to go. But there's other parts that, that, that I see pictures of him. I'm just like, God, what a fucking douchebag. So I really know what to say about it. It's uh, I'm a Kieran Trippier fan. There's no question about that. So I, I, with him, I just feel like we're going to need a backup somewhere in that position. I don't know if Walker Peters is ready for that or not. So we'll we'll have to you know cross that road when I get cross that that bridge when we get to it. You know, that's one of my favorite sayings: cross that bridge when we get to it. And uh, I think that that's actually very very accurate to kind of uh, uh, where we're leading this conversation and where where Spurs ultimately are leading the conversation towards the next season. Alejandro, what are your maybe final thoughts on the Kyle Walker um, sale? And and do you feel like what we have is going to be enough? Or, or do you really feel like we're going to need to make an upgrade? Um, first off, I will always, you know, respect Kyle Walker for being a Spurs. And I, I kind of feel like he felt like he didn't want to leave in his first interview but going realistically what the fuck is it for 50 million dollars for a 27 year old like that that is fucking ridiculous i'm sorry i don't agree with i mean hell yeah good job spurs but holy shit why would you pay that much i mean like (laughs) i i did i did talk with a few other buddies yeah he has issues trying to cross a ball but he really all he's got going for him is his pace I know Spurs fans might hate me for it, but I just had to come out and say it. That, that, that's a uh, that that's a that's a deep cut right there, man. That's a uh, that that's a that's a hard take, dude. I gotta say it, um, man. I've never heard anybody say that he wasn't worth fifty million. I, I guess he's probably not worth. I, you know, I, I was happy with the fifty million price tag, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Well, that's the other the other train of thought that's gone around on, on social media. They were comparing him because they're saying that Kyle Walker is the most expensive uh, defender. Yep. Uh, so they were comparing him to Rio Ferdinand, I think, was the one comparison I saw. Because he was a center back, so you can't compare positions. But I guess you're comparing talent and price tag. And I think they said it was 10, mil- uh, 10 years ago, Ferdinand went for $30 million, uh, to Manchester United, I think is what they said. So they're trying to compare those two. And so the, then the comparison goes into, well, was Kyle Walker a better player than Rio Ferdinand? And then you're, you know, then you're going to go down a different alley. But when you talk about the price tag, it seemed, man, I, I got to be happy with Levy how he got it. If, if Walker is going to leave, and for me, I guess it seems like he wanted to go. I guess I have to assume, given the, the rumors on the street, that there was a falling out between him and Pochettino. Walker wasn't working hard, going out, partying. Uh, being rude, whatever the case may be, not happy with a salary, who fucking knows. But I have to think that they had some sort of falling out because given Pochettino's past track record, that's how all of our falling outs seem to go with him. It, it It's him and it's between him and a player. It's not any other reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I, I tend to agree. And, and And I think the biggest thing here is, I mean, there was talks of him and his, his girlfriend was even saying that right. – Know, right. that that maybe she was kind of unhappy with where they were. I mean, I don't know if I read into all that. That's probably just a bunch of like tabloid bullshit. But from what no, I, I think, get, I think there's some truth to that rumor, too. I've heard a few guys say there was probably some truth to that, too. It's possible. But I think that for me, the biggest thing is like moving forward. Fifty million dollars is an investment in the club. Now, 
we have not been, and this is really what this whole podcast is going to be about, is the silly season and obviously reinvesting wisely into the club. Something that we haven't done probably well in the last two to three summers. So I think we have to do really well and do our homework and, and get the guides, the guys that we need moving forward and not just, you know, try and make a splash of cash at the last minute and get us a Soko because obviously that doesn't work out too well. So in, in my opinion, I think that $50 million for, or I don't know if it was 50 or $60 million, I'm not sure what the reported fee was, but it was still one of those where obviously it, we're making a good amount of cash on that, that transfer moving forward. So how we reinvest that ultimately is going to be the next conversation because at this moment, I feel like there's really, that's going to be the biggest uh, focus here. I think that obviously it sucks to lose a player like Kyle Walker. I don't know if he is really replaceable. Obviously the best right back in the league. I mean, definitely the best right back, you know, that's in the English I guess, conversation. But then again, Kieran Trippier is, is right there and really kind of, um, you know, rivaling him. And I think that that's what's always great about a Pochettino system because each player is pushing each other to be the best. Whereas now Kyle Walker goes to a Man City team where Man City's defense last year was absolute horseshit. Like, let's be honest. Their goalkeeper was terrible. Their back line was awful. They were letting in goals constantly the only reason that they were even a top four team is because they can score a boatload of goals as well so we'll see how that works this season i think ultimately all the best to kyle walker great servant to the club i don't know if you guys saw the video where he had like kind of a like a like a going away video or like like a a tribute to the fans if you will and he's you know the very last thing he says he's like you know Ultimately, I want to thank the fans. You guys are the lifeblood. You guys are the heartbeat of this club. And that's why we do this, you guys. That's why we are we make a podcast. That's why we love this club is because it really does mean that much to us. So you got to love the, the man for that and uh, absolutely respect the guy. Like, I mean, I want him to do very well. I want him to do well for England. So, you know, it's one of those things for me where I will never root against him. But by golly, whenever we go to Nashville and we watch – um, you know, Spurs against Man City in that preseason game, and he's wearing the other colors. I, I got to tell you, it's going to be uh, you know a little bit of um, a little bit of extra salt in the wound there. So it's going to be one of those things where I am additionally very excited because of that. Um, let's move on from that. Hold Obviously, on, can I can I say one thing? Uh, sure, go right ahead before we um, move on. Yeah, did you guys notice on Twitter that it was mentioned that every single Spurs fan unfollowed Walker as soon as he left the club? Not everyone wished him a, a, a safe travels and good luck. I mean, I think yeah. that it's going to be mixed. You know, there's going to be there's going to be fans that are no, absolutely it's, it's not fans. Because that was their it's, favorite player. It's the pros. Oh, oh, yeah. You mean like Musa Dembele? I, I think Musa Dembele or uh, like Victor Wanyama unfollowed Kyle Walker or something like that. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty public. It's 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 kind of funny, almost. You know, like I said, kind of comical, a little bit, you know, petty, but. It is what it is, man. I mean, ultimately, they my you know, boys. A, They're my boys. That's all. That's I true. Say. That's true. I mean, and, and, you, you know, did you see the, the did you see the did you see the picture today that had him the, with a a Man City top on, and there was a kid taking a selfie with him, and the picture was taken from behind the camera, so you saw their two faces, and so the kid's phone had a fucking Arsenal fucking gunner symbol on the back of it, dude. Oh, <laughs> damn. I'll, 
send it to you, dude. He, Kyle Walker can't even see it because it's on the back of the phone. The kid's taking a selfie with him, dude. It's 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 rough. It's, it's a rough picture, dude. I'll send it to y'all later if you haven't seen it. It's terrible. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, um, on a side note, the Houston Astros just tied the game, so that's very uh very right. awesome. I'm watching. I'm I'm watching real Salt Lake flounder against Manchester City, Manchester United's like F team or something. I think whatever the fuck this is. Well, even a Manchester United F team is obviously probably going to beat even the top MLS side. So, but um, having said that, like I said, let's go ahead and move forward um, away from the topic of Kyle Walker. Um, like I said, best of wishes to him, but we're focused on Spurs, so let's. Go All right, ahead so and hey, let me let me let me open something up here for a second. I've been thinking go about. Ahead. I want to talk about. So, so if 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 we have this fifty million dollar investment, that's fine. I'm not too concerned about. You know, I don't expect it to go into uh, a right oh, back shit. position. I honestly I just saw think. The picture. Of what? Oh, you saw it. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. It's I'm pretty sorry. bad, isn't it? That's <laughs> right. No, what are you, you going to say? Continue. Um, uh, we. I don't see us spending any 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 backup money on any of that money on, on another right back. I'm pretty sure that we're going to sit with uh, Walker Peters and Trippy. I have to assume, and um, you know, hopefully we we hang on to everybody. We I, we still have Wimmer, and that's odd. I'm assuming he's got to go, right? Yeah. Um, I have to think literally if he's the, I, I I I almost guarantee I tweeted at the, before the transfer season even started that I wouldn't be surprised if we did no business at all, because um, I think if if it's not the perfect, the perfect person for the position I I don't think we're gonna go for it we're gonna keep Jansen we're not gonna get a forward, I thought that the only person we would go for is like a you know a, an attacking midfielder type of player a creative unlock the key type of guy. And, and, and I guess basically what that was, was us trying to get Isco for about 50 million <laughs> and that never fucking happened. So there, there goes that. And um, it just doesn't seem to me like I wouldn't be surprised and it's going to break a lot of hearts, but if we make no purchases other than if we let Wimmer go replacing him and uh, cause I, there's not a lot of, there's nobody on the first team. You're not breaking into that first team. And now if Lamela's back too, and that's the other thing I was I know I tweeted this the other day. I said if Lamela's back, we're not signing any attacking players. So yeah, yeah, I, I think know, you can tell me what you think about that. But nobody above, nobody ahead of a, a right wing back or a left wing back are we signing if Lamela is fit, ready to roll. Yeah, I, I don't see too much movement going on. Obviously, the first eleven is one of the best in the league being the second team at the end of the season last year. So um, there's not a whole lot of room for improvement. I mean, obviously, there's always room for improvement, but everybody's trying to catch up to us, which is why so many of the other teams below us are making these huge summer signings. Whereas our team doesn't really need to make so many huge summer signings because our team is pretty much already set. The biggest thing for me, I think, is going to be the depth. I mean, that's always been the biggest thing for Spurs is starting 11 is obviously just like very, very adept at making, you know, when we're all healthy, there's not a better 11 in the league. But that's the problem. Hardly ever in a game where you play 90 minutes each game and you're playing almost 50 games a year because of Champions League, um, you know, opportunities and opposition 
it's going to be very difficult for, for your squad to stay healthy if you can only play one striker, one creative uh, attacking midfielder, and, and two defensive midfielders, and you have to play those roles every single game. If that's the case, then I tend to think that, you know, we're going to be in trouble moving forward, especially playing almost an entire season away from home at Wembley. We're going to need as many bullets in the belt as we can get. Our ammunition is going to have to be as thick as we can get it. I mean, and, and for me, I think that that really starts with obviously the areas that that we that we're a little thin right now. Right back is one of those because of the departure of Kyle Walker. Um, another one would probably be center back because you see what happens if a Jan or a um, Toby, God, I'm just going to knock on wood. If either of those two guys go down, we're screwed. I mean, we're, we're, we're screwed. I mean, they're incredible when they're together, but you see what happens when you take either one of those guys out. I think more so Toby probably more than Jan is going to be one of those that, that you just can't miss. I mean, if, if he's missed, then our season's going to might, might be falling to shambles. So um, one of those things where obviously a solid backup uh, center back would be good. And obviously an attacking midfielder is always going to be something that you'll always have the door open for and, 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 and a backup striker option too, because Jansen obviously hasn't been the fit that we wanted. Um, having kind of touched on all those points, I want to maybe shoot it over to Alejandro and say, Ali, is there anything that maybe you've heard, seen, you know, maybe something that you want to happen with um, the, the transfers, you know, the, the, the summer transfers going on? Do you feel like maybe there's anything that's, that's picking up ahead of steam that you'd like to see happen here pretty soon for Spurs? Yeah, uh, I agree with everyone. I, 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 but, like, I think right now I would love it if this Russ Barkley finally comes, comes to terms and we finally we pick him up because I would love that. Because I think yeah. he can he can definitely help because, like you said, we're playing at Wembley not only for you know our season we're playing there for Champions Champions League, and I hate to say it our team was great in the Premier League, but it's the same guys that weren't great in the Champions League or the Europa League and I think we need that kind of depth to help us out this coming season. So if we can sign him and sign at least two more players, I'd be completely satisfied. The biggest thing I, that I want, I, though, and I know you both will completely agree with me, and Austin, then you can answer, is oh no. can we please fucking sell Sissoko? God damn it. Oh, well, that's that's not going to happen. We're not selling him this year. Trust me. <sighs> I, I think waste. it goes. I think it goes without saying that the biggest, you know, uh, I guess just, just issue or, or maybe not issue, but I think more than anything, maybe the biggest – I guess a uh, gaff of last year was the Sissoko signing. And because of that, we're kind of left in this situation where now we're trying to make bad business into good business. So that, that being the case and that being said, I think we need to really, really do the good homework and, and do the, the, the good signings early in the transfer window. I completely agree with you. I'm going to go right back to what you were saying, Alejandro, about Ross Barkley. For me, he's a must sign. I think you have to get him because he's a young English attacking midfielder who has nothing but potential. He's been a little inconsistent over the last, you know, the, the last few years of his career, but I don't think that there's any argument that he's also been possibly one of the most 
interesting kind of shining stars when he is playing well, he does play very well. So for me, I think that at the right price, you have to go get that player. The right price for me would probably be anywhere from 35 to 38 million. And I actually saw this on Twitter somewhere. Somebody wanted to sign him for 30 million. And that was only because our record signing is Sissoko at 30 million, which honestly is a fucking joke. So, uh, so for me, I'd like to see him come in. I'd like to see him really uh, just just flourish under Pochettino. I mean, we we really can't argue, guys. Look at Kieran Trippier. I mean, Kieran Trippier is a prime example. That guy was really not doing almost anything. Even for Spurs, he wasn't really breaking through. And under the tutelage of Pochettino, you've seen kind of his progression. And who can't argue that a player like, you know, Ross Barkley, and the only thing that would really hold Ross Barkley back from becoming like a a superstar world star would be Ross Barkley. Because at this point, we've seen what kind of, you know, uh, pieces of coal that have turned into diamonds under the Pochettino system. So I think that no matter what, as long as you have potential and as long as you have hard work and and dedicated, you know, attitude towards the system, then I think that will be that any player can fit into this role as long as they're young, hardworking and and just want it because. Obviously, he's not going to displace really almost anybody in the starting 11. But I think if you were to say to me, you have Ross Barkley to bring off the bench to make an impact substitution in the cases of if a Dembele gets injured, which we know Dembele is getting older, and or if, you know, um, um, Harry Winks doesn't come back like he was just absolutely blazing off to a start. And that's another thing. Obviously, Harry Winks coming back from injury is going to be another one of those where it's almost like a new signing. The same thing with Lamella if he comes back full strength. So I'm very excited about this. Obviously, the silly season is, is just crazy going on right now. Hearing a lot of different things, a lot of different rumors. But I think the one that we could probably almost put a circle around the name is probably going to be Ross Barkley. And I do hope to see him um, um, making, you know, the, the famous uh, meme picture with Pochettino wrapping his arm around the player. I hope Ross Barkley's the next in line, because I think that for me, he is going to be a serious um, uh, addition to the squad. And I do think that he will push other players to play better. And that's what Pochettino system thrives on is good players making good players even better. So that for me, I think is a must sign. Um, I don't know. I'm going to maybe ask a question to Nate and then I'll kick it over to Alejandro afterwards. It's going to be what, what other than maybe Ross Barkley, do we want to see? Do have you guys heard a little bit about the Priera guy from Portugal, the guy that's going to be a, you know, a possibly a $25 million or more signing. That's a right back. Do you guys feel like we need to make a right back, um, addition? Cause I really do almost feel like that's a bit of emphasis that we might be, a little bit lacking, especially in the Champions League. Real Salt Lake just scored on Manchester United. <laughs> it's lit. It's lit. <laughs> um, the the right back kid from Portugal. Uh, I don't know a ton about him. I've watched a couple of videos. Um, I don't want to spend twenty five million on a right back. If you do spend that, if you do, if we do get a right back, I don't want to spend any more than fifteen. 15 you know, yep. we're on the That's same page. Not, uh, that's not an emphasis pay. You know, if we're going to spend 25, I mean, then you get close into that 25, 30, 27, 20, you know, 25 to 30 range. And that's, that's a, a player that's important. I mean, that's what we paid for son, you know, 
I have to. I'm going to go back to another point in that you know we giggled a second ago that Sissoko was our our most expensive signing at 30 million. It's a fucking joke. It, we I don't know if it's fucking luck or magic or really 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 good whatever the hell whoever scouts we have whatever the case may be. We've spent no money and have this amazing fucking team. And I have to think a lot of it is just fucking luck. But we've spent no money. And Levy is so tight. And I understand that we are uh, building a stadium, and that costs a lot of money. And I know that people don't think about that, but they don't want to spend money while they're throwing concrete in the air. So I, I – uh, fans get get impatient, you know, but I go back to the fact that Levy is so fortunate to have the system work the way that it did for him to spend so little money and to be so successful that I'm almost wondering if he's like he's thinking he's smarter than the fucking system. And it worries me. And I think that you got to spend I know the Sissoko thing scares him now, and that's the fucking problem. They spent thirty million last year and it was a total fucking flop. And I was like, fuck, dude, what if I spend fifty million on Barkley and it totally fucking fails? And I understand that thought. I don't I don't understand working with fifty million dollars, but I understand that concept. So there you know, there, there's there's difficult ways to look at this situation. I think Ross Barkley is probably the only player if we sign him and to be honest right now. I would only put that at a 50-50 right now. I don't even think we're guaranteed we're signing. I wouldn't even put I may put it at a 40-60. I almost don't think we are going to sign him. I think for some strange reason he's going to stay at Everton and, and that's going to be that. Alejandro. And, what do you think Alejandro? Yes, it's pure luck, but oh my god. I I personally I don't I don't know, man. I I hate the transfer market as much as I should be excited. Daniel Levy is just, eh. <laughs> he makes me cry. I, I'm I speechless. Mean, I'm speechless. That's I, as far as I got. Obviously he's, I mean, the thing is, I think Daniel Levy is a brilliant businessman and obviously he's gotten us. I mean, Deli Alley only costs five mil. Just as just as the song goes, how much is Deli Alley worth now? He's worth a hundred mil or more easily. I know, but is that luck or is that the scouts? And exactly. Same with everybody else, Harry Kane and uh, you know Kieran Trippier and Kyle Walker. We came up from where did he come from? The uh, uh, fucking all of a sudden Sheffield United. Um, you know all these players that have turned in. Is it luck or is it? Do we have badass fucking scouts? Or, I mean, some of these guys were there back when, when Redknapp and AVB came on and then, you know, in that era. So there were, there's some guys somewhere in the tick that really know what the fuck they're doing are really fucking lucky that work in the background scene that we don't know about. And we do have an amazing, uh, what, the U19s uh, and the U16s both did well in the FA Cup and some other tournament this year, I think. Um, so those guys are great. And then we picked up, you know, Scott... Scott runs in circles. Cat, he, he joined up the, the club uh, at the end of uh, after he uh, retired. Um, but uh, oh, there's oh, yeah. Scott Parker. Scott. Yeah. Scott Parker, there you go. God, um, man, he was a 
Beast, how could you forget Mr. Scott Parker? Which, by the way, I welcome Scott, Scott Parker. Scott runs in circles, dude. That's his, <laughs> that's his Indian name. Scott runs in circles. <laughs> um, Scott, Scott, Scott circles. So, um, but, uh, but anyway, you know, there's guys behind the scene that I think are, and I, I, I know, yes, Levy, Levy is a, is a brilliant businessman. And for me, it seems like he's worried about his portfolio more than the success of the club. And only time will tell that. You know, it'll take only a couple more years. It'll take probably, unfortunately, two or three more years after the stadium is built before we get to see really what's going to unfold, you know. Yep. And I, I almost would, think this – what do you think that – here's another view, and I forgot to bring this up earlier. What do you think about this thought that what if this next season is a throwaway season because we're at Wembley and we're not going to spend any money at all and we're just going to ride the dice – and see what happens. And after that, then we'll spend money when we go into the new stadium. Bullshit. That's all I say. I, yeah, I, I don't know that that's the right mentality. I know that. that I know. I didn't say whether it was very, right or wrong. It's a very real possibility. It's a very real possibility. It's something that could happen. Something I don't see happening because I feel a, I feel like the 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 real the very realistic possibility is that obviously we could just ride our luck shake the dice and you know and see what see what you know falls on the table but i tend to think that with the constant progression of this club we've gone from third two seasons ago second last season and and we were one of the better teams i mean in the league i think we were playing probably the more attractive football over chelsea last year and then chelsea just had an unbelievable season where they only lost like three games all season. I mean, it's just, and one of them was obviously to the mighty Spurs. So it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I think that we, we will, we finished the season last year with 86 points, I think, or something along those lines, which is, I'm pretty sure a record for us. So for that to have happened, it, it feels like if you were to tell me I, we were going to get 86 points again and not bring anybody in, I would probably say you're crazy, but then again, if you were to tell me that we would finish second again or, you know, be in the title hunt two years in a row after a season where all of our rivals got stronger and Manchester United got Ibrahimovic and, you know, all of our other rivals just seem to get stronger and stronger because they, obviously they're making way more money than we are and paying their players way bigger wages than we are. It's just unbelievable, really, what we've accomplished at this point in our club's recent history. So for me, I tend to think that if we're going to continue to have upward progression, well, guys, we really only have one spot left that we can take, which is first. So... I think for me, even though we are going to be playing kind of on the road all season, which is definitely going to have its challenges, I, I think there's going to be a lot of money that's going to be made. We're probably going to sell out, if not all the games at home, probably most of the games at home, especially the Champions League fixtures, just like we did last season, because we are on the up. We are a very interesting, mostly English squad especially with harry kane being a you know a big name in the game so for me i i feel like you know the 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 daniel levy area era pardon me has been very successful and it's one of those that even though at times we feel like he spends very frugally and he spends very very i guess you could say just you know um it's one of those things where it is very frustrating as a fan because you do want to see big summer signings, big names coming in, and obviously not big names going out like a walker. But one of those things, too, where you know that we are in the midst of a serious change here. We want to see 
um, we want to see the new stadium. That was something that I don't think I was even, uh, you know, privy to or even thought it was going to happen in, in the, the next 10 years, let alone the next two. So uh, I think that, you know, Levy gets a lot of flack, probably a lot more than he should. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see what we do. I, I tend to think that it's going to be good business moving forward. And that, um, that, that yeah, I, I do believe that there almost is no way, no how, even though I even tweeted the other day that I could see Spurs not signing anybody. I think I was just mad because obviously you see a guy like Walker go out and that's just something that's very frustrating, but um, especially when no names are coming in. But I tend to think that, you know, moving forward, we're going to have opportunities to sign players. I think Barkley's going to be the first signing, and I'm almost positive that. And I've seen kind of some grumblings about a Max Meyer possibly, you know, another playmaker. Um, you know, I've seen some grumblings also about uh, Josh King, you know, the guy over at Bournemouth. Um, I, I tend to think that those guys could easily come to Spurs and, and possibly make an impact. What, what do you guys feel about that? Alejandro, I'll start with you. Um, well, after we answer all these questions, uh, I, I do have my, my own question, but uh, I, I do believe you as well. I think those those two will be our, our, our signings. Actually, screw it. I'm going to ask it anyway. Those two are going to be our signings, and I'll be content with that. But if we do not sign, do you guys think we will win the Premier League or the Champions League? And I want honesty here. I don't want, uh, well, well, if this happens, no, I want honesty. Right now, if we don't sign anyone, what do you think? We're not winning either, dude. Okay. We're, we're not winning Champions League. Wait, go ahead and get that out of here. Man, come on, Doug. Uh, Premier League, League then. We're not winning either one. Man, look, dude. If we finish in the top four, I'll fucking run around the neighborhood naked. For real. I'm you heard not, here first, folks. I'm not, run I'm the not, neighborhood naked. Yeah. Uh, I live in a small neighborhood. Um <laughs> It was cold outside. <laughs> but like, it's, cold. it's gonna be even if it's hot, it's gonna be cold. Trust me. Um, but uh, we're supposed to have a team that's supposed to win this Premier League. I know we're going to a new stadium. Oh no, no, we're not. Yes. No, we, we. You can have your little fairyland that you believe in, dude. I, I'm. You, you know me better than that, anyway. I'm glass half empty guy, anyway. But I, uh, dude, playing it. Here's the deal. If you if we shoot out the barrel and and fucking, you know, we can win five out of the first nine matches or something like that at Wembley, man, I'll say there's a chance, but dude, it's going to be fucking tough there. And our fucking champions league matches are going to be there. Oh my gosh, dude, it's going to be brutal. Um, Max Meyer. I love him from Schalke. Hell yeah. Um, King. I don't know if he would, I would take Meyer over King. Uh, Cause Meyer's they seeming to go for like 20 million or something, which would be, I think it was I think it, twenty to twenty five. I honestly would Hell take yeah. him probably twenty eight. Oh, like I, I, I love that. I've I've watched him for a while, and I was wondered why he hasn't done anything else. If there's an issue, why he hasn't moved and gone somewhere else? Because he's he's performed in the Bundesliga for a while. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know if there's any other players out there that we can do anything with that are gonna. Those players we, that I named are really the only people that have even kind of considered. remotely scratched the surface. Well, yeah. Here's, don't you think that one thing I will say about Spurs and Levy and, and Pochettino is they don't they don't make their their business doings known like their shit doesn't leak other than the, the walkers. I'll, I'll rephrase that. Our purchases don't leak. 
we never know who the fuck we're going to buy till it happens. And that's one thing that Spurs do well, I think. However, they keep it under wraps and nobody talks to the media and, and keeps it hush hush. They do a good job with that. So I think we're not going to know till the shit just jumps upon us. I think if we do um, make a signing this summer, but um, I don't know. I, I would love Max Meyer in a heartbeat. Absolutely. He can fit in anywhere. Left, right, center. He's like a son or a, a, a Deli Ali, only faster, real slick on the ball. I'd take him in a heartbeat for sure. Yeah, I, I like I like the Max Meyer idea. I think that we've always needed somebody to push Christian Eriksen because obviously he's not a very consistent player. Not to say that he's not fucking amazing. I mean, at, towards the end of the season last year and really towards the end of, and throughout the season um, the year before that, he was truly pivotal. I mean, he was the, the best player on the team by a mile and, and really the only creator, true creator, that can kind of make magic happen out of absolutely nothing. And uh, we saw that again towards the end of the season, this season against Crystal Palace, where it just seemed like that game was headed for a nil-nil draw. I mean, it was just absolutely a snore fest. I mean, it, we were canceling each other out on all regards, and then you see Christian kind of pick the ball up 35 ish yards away and, and unleash just the Kraken. And then next thing you know, you're back in the, in the hunt for the title again. And that, that ultimately is what us as Spurs fans were waiting for almost all year last year. And, and unfortunately, you know, like I said, you know, Chelsea just wasn't losing games, especially against the teams that they were playing against. I mean, the end of the, the end of their schedule was just fucking easy peasy lemon squeezy. So when, when you're running into that kind of shit, it, it's really tough to, to see where you're going to make it happen uh, against against a, a strength of schedule like that. And I'm pretty sure we won out almost all of our games. The only team that we um, – um, I don't even think we lost any of those last five or six games. I'm pretty sure we won out. So it's just one of those things where – and obviously finishing the season with like 5-0, 6-1 or whatever it was was just retarded. So, I mean, that, I think that's, that's great, obviously, moving forward into this season. And I cannot wait – for the Nashville game and the preseason. I mean, we are just beyond ecstatic to even be able to be a part of it. Super excited about that. But um, I digress, getting a little bit off topic here. Um, uh, Max Meyer, for me, obviously going to be one of those that I would love to see. I think that would be kind of a surprise signing. I would almost more expect to see a Ross Barkley and a Josh King. I think those two are a little bit more realistic since they're both already in the Premier League. They're both already tested in the Premier League. And I think ultimately that's what Pochettino is going to want moving forward. If there was another solid name that you could pull out of the Southampton system, I bet you we would have already been linked with that heavily because that's just been our bread and butter is steal everything from Southampton. I mean, we got the coach, we got Wanyama. Uh, I mean, it just, it, it's really just um, kind of highway robbery here, but it's one of those things where, um, yeah, I tend to think that we're going to probably look to strengthen our reserves and our ammunition through proven Premier League talent. And Josh King scored, what, 16 goals, assisted on four of them uh, for his team over at Bournemouth. So, And Bournemouth was, was actually a pretty exciting side throughout the year last year. Obviously, kind of stumbled a little bit against us, didn't really play too well. But they did also draw with us when they were at home. So um, Josh King, I think, is one of those that you could possibly see in a Spurs shirt here pretty soon. And you do hear a few rumors about him uh, being linked and saying good things about Spurs. Um, well, for, don't let me don't let me break your heart, but uh, the only two attacking you players. You already do it. 
We're, you we're are signing Anima, Anima and Marcus Edwards. That's all we're fucking signing, dude. Get used well, to that. Well, to be honest with you, I mean, Josh Anima had an incredible under-20 World Cup. Man, that dude, no fucking way he's ready for the Premier League, dude. Come on, man. I mean, Don't he's give me that. He thought that league. about Harry Winks, too. Uh, yeah, but he's... Uh, Animas had way more opportunities. had way more opportunities to prove himself in the Premier League and in uh, Europa League and, and or FA Cup. Take your pick, whatever. And I think he's in Europa League too, for that matter. But uh, no, man, I, I, that guy is boring as fuck. Uh, Marcus Edwards has some great highlights from this season already. I'm definitely okay with him jumping forward. And I'm telling you, boys. You know that's what that's what we're known for. We're the fucking you know we're the we're the farm club. So we're gonna bring everybody from the farm up, right? So we're gonna bring up fucking Marcus Edwards. Gonna bring up Cameron Carter Vickers. We're gonna bring up Walker Peters. We're gonna bring them all up. I we, mean, ain't I, si- I, we ain't signing nobody. So just I, fucking I, I, get used to it. Dude. I think I think seeing the likes of a CCV would actually be very exciting, especially if he does break through the national team for the U.S. Um, just kind of double dipping the uh, you know the cookie and the milk here, but I tend to think that um, would like to see a CCV moving forward. Obviously, would almost like to see that better than seeing the likes of like us going and signing that fourth guy, that guy who plays over at either River Plate or Estudiantes. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd much rather bring up CCV, dude. Absolutely, no, without a doubt. I want to see him crush people. He's a beast. Well, and they they say he's the strongest kid, like ever like the strongest right. kid in practice the strongest kid like you know that they've seen especially for his age what is he 19 and, and you know to be a, a dual international and just one of those that that obviously you'd like to really see kind of push forward would be great um i mean our youth system's great it's almost like i wish we could trade players kind of the same way that we do you know in, in the nba or the mlb especially with a farm system and, and hopefully trade prospects over proven players. But I just don't think that that's really the, uh, the culture, you know, I think that it's, um, you know, if a, if a, if a proven farm player is brought up the right way, he's going to get first team football. And if he gets first team football, he's either going to be a star for that club or he's going to get, you know, um, asked away to, to another, um, large club and possibly play, serious minutes you know probably just ride the bench so one of those things for me where it's hard to see the future with spurs obviously would love to see you know um love to see some signings here pretty soon guys because obviously you want to go ahead and 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 enjoy if you're a player the preseason with the club that you're going to be with for the rest of that season so i think barkley needs to happen probably i mean what what do we have less than two weeks away from uh from from nashville and from the the psv or the the psg PSG. yeah the psg game so um you know it's gonna be one of those it's gonna be one of those things where um i would love to see these signings happen sooner than later i do not want to see a transfer deadline day where we're 30, you know, splashing 30 to 40 million on the last day of the transfer market, even though that is cool. Obviously, last year's transfer market was very exciting to see Spurs, you know, um, flash across the ticker and, and Bleacher Report was blowing my phone up. That's amazing. I mean, you love to see that. But at the same time, I would really love to see these uh, summer signings done early, um, you know, let them settle into the club and, and not 
necessarily have like two weeks before the season starts and then now they're starting to play for Spurs. You know, I, I tend to think that the earlier we do the business, the better. I know that that's never been Spurs. That's never been Spurs uh, mentality. But at this point in time, that's what I'm praying for. Um, we're uh, kind of running out of uh, topics here, but um, I'm going to kick it over to Nate. Nate, do you have any maybe thoughts or ideas that haven't been spoken about before we wrap up? Um, you know, just uh, excited for next year. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Who is, st- who our starting eleven is going to be? We got uh, we got some some preseason games coming up. I'm really excited to watch this Juventus uh, preseason game at Wembley that all the Spurs fans are protesting because apparently the tickets are outrageously expensive, from what I understand on on Twitter. But I'm excited to see these matches. Uh, all my friends are going to fucking Nashville. Hey. And, I, and I am not like all my fucking friends are going to Nashville, dude. Um, sucks. But um, I went to uh, I went to San Antonio last week with my wife to uh, Tears for Fears and Hollow Notes concert. So that's uh, that was our that was our getaway. So we had a blast doing that. Of a fucking amazing concert. Good but um, yeah, it was we had a great time. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what these preseason matches hold. I really want to see who we're going to bring up because I'm pretty sure we're going to get to see the likes of Marcus Edwards. And uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, Walker Peters for sure is going to have to come up and play. It's just going to be fun. It's getting close, man. Uh, it'll get exciting. We'll, we'll get jittery pretty soon. And, and I'm ready for it. Yep. I am too. I am too. Alejandro, do you have any maybe final quips or questions, comments that you might want to add before we wrap? Um, I just, like like you said, uh, I, I really don't want to wait till the last week or last two weeks for Spurs to make those signings because I kind of like going into my university and actually talk to the soccer fans and be like, hey, we got someone new. But I know it won't happen. Either way, I still love the club. I can't wait till they play in Nashville. I'm jealous you guys are going there. But the one thing I would love to say, though, is everyone I met on uh, – Tottenham Hotspur fans on the tickets uh, for resale price in Facebook. Dude, you guys have been awesome. And I'm so happy I joined that because you guys are, without a doubt, helping me get to Wembley this December to watch Tottenham Hotspur play West Ham. And I'm loving it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Congratulations on that, dude. That's going to be one that we're all going to really be envying you on and obviously going to be super excited to see pictures, video, live Facebook feed, live Instagram feed. You better be doing it all. We want to fucking see it. So um, that's on that, man. That's a bucket list item for me. Um, I'm not going to make the trip this year. I'm going to wait until the new stadium is built, but I will be there for the inaugural season of the new stadium. No question about it. It's been something that I've, it's been on my mind heavily. I really debated going last year. Obviously the last year of white heart lane didn't quite make that happen. Finances were a little tight, but um, wanted to, you know, wanted to go for certain. So I'm very, very jealous that you'll get to go this year and you'll get to see the new team, but I'm also very proud and excited for you. So um, congrats on that, Ali. But um, I don't know if there's anything else that I really need to add. Just um, obviously all of us are going to be watching Twitter and Bleacher Report every single day, hoping that we see more players coming in and no more players going out. Um, I don't really want to lose anybody. I feel like if we do lose anybody, Vimmer might be the only guy that I could really see where I wouldn't hurt my feelings too much. 
Um, we haven't really talked at, at all about this, but Eric Dyer, obviously one of those that we absolutely have to hold on to for more reasons than one. Maybe we'll talk about that um, in the next pod um, for season two. But um, very, very excited about the rest of this um, preseason. Very excited to go to Nashville. I'm um, you know, super pumped to meet any additional or new Spurs fans that I have not met or been in touch with over the last few years. Excited to go there with Dallas Spurs, with my girlfriend Nicolette, with... You know, the whole squad is just going to be so fiery out there. It's going to be amazing. You know, you cannot wait to be a part of a truly once-in-a-lifetime experience. This will be my first time to see the club live, so there will definitely be some tears of happiness shed either way, um, and I'm sure I'll be getting drunk and having a good time. Um, yeah, obviously want to see some big signings, but um, if we don't see anything, like we've discussed this evening, boys, I think that we are one of the top clubs in the league, and we don't have too much to improve on. We just want to improve on the uh, depth a little bit. That being said, I think that's about it for us at Tadaris TV Podcast. Um, this has been an amazing first season. I'm so proud and um, just very, very, very happy that I have two great friends like Nate and Allie to share these experiences with and share this podcast with. This has been something that me and Alejandro basically kind of just dreamt up a long time ago. So we really appreciate all the listeners who have tuned into us this season. And we hope you guys come back again for season two because we will continue to talk about the club that we love so much. Thanks again, you guys, for listening, supporting. Keep on supporting those Spurs, and we'll see you next season. And as always, come on, you Spurs.